Welcome, everyone, back to the Wild Will Throwdown. I am your host, Will Greenwell. And, I guys, I have to tell you, I always have to be really front up with who I am and whatnot. And I feel like I owe you guys an explanation. Apologize for missing last week. I was under the weather, of course, had a little bit of pleurisy going on with the lung issues, but uh, feeling much better now. But I do apologize for missing last week, of course. But we have a huge show today. We're going to be going full throttle as we had a huge past weekend of racing, we'll be going over some of those results in the area. We'll also be previewing some of the upcoming schedule as we do every week at the end of the show. But right in the middle, this is huge. We got a great guest with us today. He is, of course, the driver of the Rackley War Machine number 26, and that is Cole Williams. And getting ready to hit the SRX series, we'll get a little bit into that with him a little bit later on. But first, let's take a look at some of the results around the area from this past weekend. Brownstown Speedway was open last Saturday night. They held the Indiana Pro Late Models as Tyler Neal took the win there. The Hornets was in action as Michael Brewer. My goodness, this guy has been on a tear in the Hornet division. He has racked up everything Brownstown has to offer in that division. Uh, he continues to be on his hot streak. The Superstock Special was, of course, in action. Zach Sasser picked up that win. The Pure Stocks, Keaton Strevel, he knows how to get around Brownstown Speedway, of course. And then the Crown Vicks, Brandon Cramner. Now, every Crown Vic race that they've held at Brownstown Speedway this year, it seemed like Michael Cramner was picking them up. But Brandon Cramner, it's still a Cramner, though, picks up the win in the Crown Vic division. It was on to Anderson Speedway. They had a huge night with the CRS Super Truck Series. Brandon Huff picked up that win, but also on deck two features for the front-wheel drive. Corey Punkett and Elliot McKinney picked up the win in the front-wheel drive series. Of course, Elliot McKinney has competed with Harold Adams' Race 8 series. Scott Thomas picked up the modified win. Dawson West in the Rocket Fast number 3 was your Ford Crown Vic winner. And then John Lister, Daniel Durrett. I believe Daniel Durrett finished second, John Lister third. Uh, they were tough to beat, but uh, Dawson West, uh, he pulled it out. Paragon Speedway in Paragon, Indiana, had the 410 Sprint feature. Great car counts all night, all year, it seems like, at Paragon. And the feature winner of that one was Travis Berryhill in the 410 Sprint. Superstock, Steve Holler. Hornets was Toper Hillman. And the Bombers was Josh Linton. So that was cool. Now we go to a place that I spent on Saturday night. Um, me and Hawk Harold Adams went up to the Indianapolis Speedrome. It was my first visit of the 2022 campaign up there in a big way. This was a very stacked card. It got going very early. Unfortunate circumstances for Bobby Corbin's number 29. Uh, kind of threw a rod there in that number 29. has been out of action for quite some time. But uh, very optimistic. Going to be back, I think, at Sportsdrome for the 21st show. So uh, just uh, all good luck to him. But how about this? Jeffrey Shackelford picked up the win in the Browns Oral Service Late Model Figure 8 in the Phyllis Tunney Memorial 75. Very, very impressive event as he held off Mark Tunney to pick up that win. Joe Gonder Jr. picked up the street stop victory. Robert Bryan picked up the factory front-wheel drive feature win. Robert Everso clinched the second front-wheel drive figure eight feature, excuse me, oval feature. And they were only scheduled to have one front-wheel drive feature. Uh, but unfortunately, the good thing is, I say unfortunate, but it's great. They had so many cars over 40, they had to split them up into two features. The mini oval late model figure eight went to Brad Brooks, and the figure eight went to Danny Abrams. Now, let me tell you something. The first feature was kind of iffy. Everyone broke, but I can tell you what. This mini late model figure eight feature 
you had actually some crossover action happen in that, and it was really a good race. All the races that night at Indianapolis Speedrome was pretty impressive. Now, the Fords were out and about, I believe 22 or 23 of them. Pretty good car count for a uh, fifth mile as we had a wild oval and figure eight feature. Mike Stout Jr. picked up the oval in a thrilling Ford figure eight. How about it for John Gimbel's number 51? He picked up the win there. Our friends up at Painesville Speedway was in action this past Saturday night with Fan Appreciation Night. Brandon Nails picked up the Charger feature. Jeff Marvin clinched another figure eight Iron Man feature. Melvin Martin picked up the win in the Warriors, and the feature of the Rising Stars went to Chase McLeod, and David Pierce won the old-school figure-eight division. And how about we go a little bit two hours south of here, the Nashville Fairgrounds Speedway held a huge CRA event this past Saturday as the Super Late Models and Pro Late Models went at it. Dylan Fetcho picked up in the number 89, the Nashville 100, presented by JEDX.com. And how about the NASCAR star William Byron, Picked up the win in the North-South Late Model Challenge presented by Keen Parts. Uh, so the Pro Late Model win went to Dylan Fetcho. Our own Cole Williams finished second in that race. And Cole Williams finished 22nd in the North-South Late Model Challenge presented by Keen Parts. The World of Outlaw Case Construction Late Models was at the Mississippi Thunder Valley Speedway. And no, it was not in Mississippi. It was held in Wisconsin at that great track. Mike Marler picked up a $50,000 payday. Taking a look at the national circuit, Joey Logano in a controversial finish that everyone has been talking about picked up his first win of 2022, and John Hunter Nemechek picked up the win in the Camping World Truck Series. And, of course, we would be remiss if we didn't mention it, the Kentucky Derby, of course. And this was huge news, um, <laughs> having the 148th Kentucky Derby, and it was a shocker. The number 21 long shot, 80-1, to Rich Strike. And jockey Sonny Leon took home the win. Coming up next race, fans, we're going to have that one guest that we have all been waiting for, and that is the driver of the number 26 Rackley War Motorsports machine, Co. Williams. All right, and that was the results from this past weekend. Please welcome my guest for today, the driver of the number 26 Rackley War Machine and the driver who will be piloting a ride in the SRX Series at Nashville Fairgrounds Speedway, Mr. Cole Williams. Cole, thank you for joining me here today, buddy. I appreciate you having me, Will. All right, so Cole, let's jump into it. we got a lot to talk about. First and foremost, give our listeners a little bit of background into how you got into racing and started uh, this great career that you have going on. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, if you look back, I'm, I'm a fifth generation driver. Um, it's going all the way back to my great, great grandpa. And funny thing is, is my dad's side of the family has always been the racers. Um, and when it came to it, the, the Williams weren't the original ones that started racing um, in my family. It was actually my grandma's side. Um, her, her dad actually was the first one to start racing once he got back from, from one of the wars in World War II. And so he came back from a war, decided he wanted to go racing and they he just started racing from there um then my grandpa met my grandma and he he hit off with it too and it just kind of went from there but went from my my great uncle mike um which everyone knows him very well from here the driving the 46 the iconic one blue and yellow 46 car but ran all the way around here from dirt to asphalt um but then uh my grandpa which was his brother um he kind of he he never really enjoyed the driving part of it. He, you ask, you go back and sit with him and talk about stories from racing. He, he drove a couple times, and one of the good stories he told me about is he, he was doing a heat race, um, 
and was driving around the track and for some reason he kept looking up in the stands <laughs> he was leading the race showing off as it was having a good old time he ended up hitting the wall and losing and he said that well driving's not for me so he actually was a car owner um owned bill kimmel's cars um late models um actually helped the the glover stuff like that and um ran one many championships over at um, Wolverine motor speedway in the the late model division with bill and then my dad came along and then everyone knows my dad's uh, a little bit more of my dad's story, uh, which we could go forever talking about that stuff. And then, of course, along came me. So there's a long story around there. Um, it's definitely I, I always tell people I came out of the womb and didn't have a choice. Um, it was one of those deals. Uh, next week after being born, I was at the racetrack and support my dad. So um, it's been in the blood forever. Um, it's the only thing I've ever known better. And, I mean, we've been around it forever. I've done, sacrificed a ton of stuff, a ton of time. And um, honestly, I can't see myself doing anything else. And that's an awesome story because your dad a little bit told me a little more about the background of the 69 machine, too, of the Kimmels and whatnot. So a lot of history there that I didn't really know. But now let's talk about the different types of cars that you've driven. Uh, talk about what you started in and the next level and next level all the way up to where you are today. Yeah, for sure. So I started out, dad start was ending his year at Sports Journal Speedway. Uh, years, man, trying to think about years. It'd be probably roughly around 2007, 2006. Um, he put me in a go-kart. I was just turning 10, nine and a half to 10. Took me to a guy up in Henryville. It's a house. It was um, one of our friends, Pop Wells, Artie Pop Wells' buddy. Had a asphalt oval track in his backyard. Um, it was something you don't see very often, but it was a perfect place for me to kind of get my foot, feet wet of actually getting in a car and driving. Um, so started out go-karts, uh, ran over the dirt go-karts over at the Charleston Fairgrounds which unfortunately they don't run them anymore. I kind of miss it a little bit. Um, they've kind of moved over to Sports Dome, which is awesome. Um, but kind of moved around a little bit doing some dirt go-karts for about a half a year. And then um, actually got an opportunity to run for Bob Peters, um, which Will Kimmel ran for him, Frankie ran mini cups for him. And he, he offered the presented opportunity to my dad, hey, let's put your son in a safer race car, which at the time mini cups were prospering. I mean, we were getting 30 something cars a race and they had the MMRA series, which was a national division. So started that um, 2000, it's like 2000, end of 2007, uh, ran them to about 2009. Um, we won about five or six championships, was really successful in it. Was um, blessed to have the opportunity because Bob honestly took care of most of that stuff there with us. And honestly, Mini Cups was probably the start of where my career would go, the direction. Um, I met most of my sponsors. I've had big sponsors I've had in the past from Mini Cups starting out. Um, most of them starting out with itty bitty sponsors. Um, Cardinal Insulation, um, which is now Cardinal Services, they started with us as a $500 sponsor with us on the hood. Um, they were just uh, some friends that loved racing and they wanted to support us and we just kept being successful and so they just kept coming on board more and more each year. Um, and then Jim Butner Auto Sales, which they were on my cars forever. Um, Bo and, and little Jimmy was was great to, to work with. Um, they were huge supporters of my racing throughout the years um, for a long time and actually was part of my championships um, all leading up all the way to Nashville Fairground Speedway to 2014. And in in, I think we ended our relationship 2015. But, but great people to work with. Um, it, the relationships I built through the Mini Cup days have helped me a bunch get to the late models now. But then moving up from there, we went from Baby Grands and our rule has always been, or my dad's rule, I guess, growing up, is I can't move up unless I was successful if I'd go and win and, and 
be successful enough that I deserve earned a spot to go to the next level. And we were fortunately from the good or above, um, we were able to, to pull off wins and championships and we just slowly progressed all the way up to the late models. So um, yeah, late models at 2000, I guess 11 was probably my first time in a uh, late model and I've been in it ever since and we're, we're here now and I've ran some ARCA stuff here and there, but late models kind of been my, my main focus. My, I guess the, the title that's attached to me the last uh, 10 or 12 years. Well, absolutely. You think late models and co-Williams, Terry Williams and everyone, that's where they're going to go is late models, of course. Um, so you talked a little bit about the 46 number. Uh, now, tell us about who was that and where that 46 came from that uh, everyone knows you buy on your cars now. Yeah, so the Blue 46 uh, was my Uncle Mike's um, cars. He ran 46 forever. Um, there was a few different variations that he ran. He ran from a white car to red 46s to yellow cars, blue 46s, which actually is, a lot of people know that's my favorite car. I keep trying to tell dad, and if we ever do our own stuff and do a throwback scheme, that's one thing I've always wanted to do. But um, one that's well known is actually my grandpa's favorite car that he always ran was a, a blue blue car with the yellow 46. And that's kind of where my original number and, and scheme kind of came from. And then we've just, dad's always wanted to, growing up, he always wanted to twist, something that kind of tagged along with me the whole time, and it was that star. And that star, everyone sees that star on my race car. And actually, even the 26 car, it's hard to find, but if you look on my name on the top, my, they've actually contributed the star in my name. So the star has always been kind of tagged along with me, but that's kind of where it's always originated. Um, my great-uncle Mike, kind of him and my grandpa were the two that really kicked off the racing on the Williams side of things. And... Um, it just that number's always meant a lot to us just because it's always he ran it my my grandpa it's meant a ton to him my dad ran the 46 when when he was racing um, forever um, so it just it, it made sense for me to go to the 46 but uh, means a lot being the 26 too especially with all the history and stuff around it too and um, um, hopefully I can build more history and stuff on it so now we are going to jump from the 46 to now the 26, the Rackley War Machine, I believe War Shocks. Um, so now they're a huge organization. You talked about down at White Bluff is what you were telling me. Uh, they have Matt Bened Benedetto in the Camping World Truck Series now. Now, of course, the 26 U-Pilot. Um, and just talk about how that deal formed and how you went from the 46 to the 26 now in the super late models. Yeah, for sure. I think they're White Bluff, Centerville area. They're right there um, local. There's so many little towns there. It's hard to they keep up. But um, but it me and Willie, we've kind of worked together throughout the years, just racing through Nashville. Um, always had that relationship there. Um, I've always kind of looked up to Willie just because of how successful he's been there and outside of racing from being Rookie of the Year in NASCAR Truck Series and um, just what he did there and in late malls and racing in general. But um, it was kind of a deal. Uh, my – Chris Brooks, uh, Bordeaux Medals, um, I kind of built that relationship with Willie um, over the last couple of years, and really our program's kind of, our Cole Williams Racing's kind of digressed a little bit in the last couple of years because me and Dad were working full-time jobs, working nine to five every day. We're not being able to put in as much work as we'd like on the cars, and the, the compete at such a high level with the, the teams that we're racing against and the technology and the competition's so tough now that you got to put in that effort and I'm not going to go to the racetrack if I don't feel like we can put in I know my dad's not we can't put in that effort to, to go and compete at for the for the win every time um, so we kind of got presented an offer to, to go run for them and 
it was an offer we couldn't turn down. So um, I, I never truly saw myself at first running for them. Um, just didn't know if that opportunity was ever going to be there. You just never know with racing what, what path it's going to take you down. But um, I can't see myself taking another path. Um, they've been a great group to work with. Um, Willie's taught me a ton so far in less than a year we've been with each other. And, I mean, this, the partnership is just growing stronger and stronger every year. Um, so hopefully that, fe- that future, it keep, that relationship keeps building. Um, the, the sponsorships, the, the people they're, they're, they're introducing me to, um, it's, it's definitely opening a lot of doors. Um, and of course, being successful and fast right now with, with our program, their, their stuff's really good. Um, it seems we've, we have the speed. We just got to get the luck every race. But um, we've definitely found victory lane a couple times. And um, the goal this year is to try to win championship in Nashville and win any race and every race we can, um, the best we can try. So, um, yeah, I just – uh, thankful for the opportunity and I uh, love working with them so now a lot of your fans consider you a hometown boy here Salem Speedway let's talk about that a little bit um, your, your relationship with Salem Speedway you've ran Salem Speedway it's right down the road from you here um, describe what that track means to you and uh, you know just the Bill and M taking that track over of course you know Everyone who listens to the podcast here has heard Bill Neasley's, uh, nicely, excuse me, uh, his interview, and he said if he didn't purchase that track, it was going to close down. Uh, so just describe your relationship and, and being a hometown boy here with all your fans and here at Salem Speedway. Oh, for sure. Uh, Salem Speedway is definitely a home to me, along with Sports Drum. Sports Drum's a, a great track as well um, to go to. Um, been to both of them my whole life um, watching races. My dad's ran races at, at Sports Drum mainly, but I've had friends and family um that's rain at salem as well so salem uh, actually on the way to the racetrack last race when i ran the late mile i was telling dad i said i feel like i've been to salem more than any track i've ever been to in my entire life i mean it feels like home when i go there um very welcoming atmosphere all the the workers and the the teams the um, the camps uh, the camp outs that they have the campgrounds is something something else i I try to tell people all the time they got to go experience for themselves because it's unlike any other track you go to um, but it's a very competitive place. Um, it creates really good racing. I'm not the biggest fan of the one groove racing, but for a fan's aspect, it's great to, for a show because, I mean, your drivers, you gotta, you got to hustle them. you got to kind of have to race your way to, the, to move up on positions. But, um, but, no, Salem's been a great place. Bill's done a tremendous job so far. Um, wouldn't mind um, seeing some, some upgrades here and there. I mean, the place, they're, they're, he's doing great upgrades um, so far, and – if they keep going the way, I think um, someone has a great future ahead of them. So um, looking forward to this upcoming weekend as well. Um, I'm actually going to be up there with David Baines, helping him a little bit. And then um, um, Kata White's actually going to be running the Sportsman Series. So we're going to go up there and help him a little bit, try to get his feet wet on the high banks and see how he does. But, yeah, this place, the place is awesome. I try to tell people all the time that you got to go to Salem. It's one of lifetime experience. And you got to go watch those street stocks, best show in the, in the, the country right now. Absolutely. Top street stock uh, guys in the country. Going to be fun. Like you said, Caden, he's going to be on the high banks. This is going to be something that he hasn't experienced yet before. So I know with his dad, Brandon, and all you guys, I know he has great help. So let's talk about a little bit of a recap, if you will. Um, this past weekend at the Nashville Fairgrounds Speedway, you finished 22nd in the 18. That was, of course, an ass deal, I believe, that came about that you ran. But uh, in your 26th machine that you usually run, of runner-up finish, which is excellent. Uh, talk about um, the recap of the Nashville 100 presented by jazz.com this past weekend yeah for sure um we've showed pretty good speed all year long with at Nashville um 
kind of lack on practice this weekend. We didn't get too much practice, only 45 minutes on Saturday due to rain on um, Friday. Um, but car was really good. Um, we missed a little bit on qualifying. Uh, wasn't expecting the place to have as much grip as it did. Um, so we fought the car a little tight. Um, so it kind of put us behind the eight ball a little bit in qualifying. I'm starting ninth. But we, we, we raced our way up there and got up to second. Um, I, I, at one point, I didn't know if I was going to be able to get up there. It seemed like every restart, I was in the wrong lane. Every time there that we'd go green, the, my lane would check up and I'd lose a spot and I had to make it back up. But um, but no, um, it was patience. That place is all about patience, trying to save your stuff till the end. Um, it seems like it's paid off for us um, so far this year and in the past, uh, the last couple of races last year. So um, we have a game plan that we try to shoot for each race. Um, of course, we weren't. I don't think we were perfect. Um, you never can be perfect. I always say if you're if you're not wide open all the way around the racetrack, there's always room for improvement. Um, so. Um, we'll keep working on it. We've already had a debrief early this morning of kind of what we want to do changes-wise and um, get ready for the next race, which is a uh, 50-lapper. Um, so it's a little bit different than what we're used to. We're used to 100 laps, kind of sit back and ride for about 70 and then shoot it for the end. So 50, it's almost like a sprint. I call it kind of like a heat race for us. So so it's definitely a different mentality. Um, we're, we're definitely going to look for a strategy that, that would hopefully get us in victory lane that weekend. Um, but the 100-lapper... I can't complain too much um, starting ninth and coming back the second for a solid points race. I mean, it's all – I don't like to think about points and look at them, but you still want to put yourself in good position. So at the end of the year, you're, you don't have to worry about them either. So, um, yeah, the overall 100-lapper was really good. Um, and then you mentioned the, the super late model. That deal was actually a 3.30 in the morning. My phone was on loud, scared the crap out of me, phone call. <laughs> no, um, uh, Anthony Campion and them, great people to work with. Um, Brandon Wilkerson, their, their spotter, marketer, actually reached out to me early in the morning. I actually, he called me at first. I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> he called me and goes, hey, Cole, I'm so sorry for calling you. But um, Chandler backed out on us, and um, which he was, um, he was sick and wasn't feeling good, so he totally understand why he had to back out but they asked me to get the substitute for him which me and Chandler are really good buddies so um he wanted me to get in there anyways but um no car was really good haven't been in a super late mall in about a year and a half um rolled out we were second fastest really good um race run speed um the only thing I was disappointed I told him when I got out of qualifying I felt like I underdrove the car we just I wasn't expecting the the amount of grip. I haven't had a great car the last few times I've raced a super late model there, which is only like two or three times. So I wasn't expecting to have that good a car and I didn't drive it to its to the max ability I could run for qualifying. So I knew we had a good race car. Um, just started us further back than I wanted to, but we didn't get to really show it. Uh, the wreck on lap one come off of two. I, I think it was Albert Francis, 33, um, ended up losing it and piled in, which I just, with all the smoke, you just find the car. It seems like he's going to get through, and you just kind of slowly fall on through. And I guess at the very end, he f he found a car and ran into him. And it just kind of was a training effect. It got, barely got the nose. It honestly didn't even hurt us that bad, but it got the air box. And once it got that, these cars are so aero-dependent. We were only there to win. It was just a matter of might as well pull out. We have no shot at this point. So unfortunate. Uh, appreciate the, the opportunity from Anthony Campany, Fuel, fuel Me. Um, they gave me the opportunity to get in there and, um, honestly, they were a great group to work with, and maybe, maybe in the future, if there's an opportunity, maybe we might be able to work something out. But um, of course, my commitments with Rackley right now. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, of course, that uh, video of that uh, backstretch uh, fiasco is going around the internet right now, like many wrecks do. Uh, but now, let's talk about the elephant in the room. 
Uh, everyone is talking about it. Um, everyone rallied behind you, uh, giving you over 14,000 volts for a chance uh, to pilot the SRX machine in the event at Nashville Fairgrounds Speedway. What was your reactions and thoughts to that? I know you mentioned to me a little bit before we started the interview today that you really didn't know about it um, that soon. So let's talk about, walk me through that, and just how do you feel about all these great fans and, and friends rallying behind you to give you those votes? Because this is a huge opportunity. No, for sure. It's it's still kind of sinking in. Um, I actually had a buddy of mine text me yesterday and says, well, has it sunk in finally? Because um, Saturday was so hectic. I mean, they, with doing double duty, sometimes people don't realize how busy it is. Like, it was one of those things where I'd get out of the race car and then the officials are yelling at me, you got to get in the X car. So it was a very pulling around process. But I got out of the out of the super race after getting wrecked, and someone came up to me and congratulated me. I'm like, well, I just wrecked me, congratulated me for. And he goes, you won the SRX deal. I said, oh wow, I didn't know that. He goes, you did, you seriously didn't know? That? I said, no, I, I've been in the race cars the whole time. So, so no, it, it's it's a privilege, a great opportunity, especially um the to go out there and race with so many good ones. Um, there's so many. I was looking at the the list today. I mean, you're running with two two Indiana natives for sure. Um, I might be missing one, but I know Tony Stewart and uh, Ryan Newman, of course, from Indiana. Um, so the run with both of them is also uh, a privilege. But then you got Matt Kenseth and Helio Castroneves, um, IndyCar 500. What is he? Uh, is he five, six, six time or six time Indy Indy 500 winner? Tony Kanaan. You got a few of the big ones in there. So. Um, it's going to be a good race. Um, it's definitely going to be different. I'm going to have to adapt quick with the, the deal, but I couldn't thank the, the, the fans. Uh, Salem Speedway was a huge supporter, uh, Sports Drome. I mean, all the, the friends, family. I had friends from California, uh, Missouri. People, I, Some people I haven't even touched base in a, a long time for them. Um, it actually reconnected um, with them just from this voting deal. I mean, there was a lot of people that supported me. Um, it was great to, to see that much support. Um, I honestly did not know I, I had that much support out there, so it was, a, it was cool to, to see. But um, it's going to be a great opportunity. I think it's going to be a great show. Um, the hottest month, I always say, uh, of the year, July, and it's going to be interested with running double duty because um, we got the Master of the Pros that weekend with uh, 150 laps in the, the, the Pro 8 models and then the, the whole SRX deal. So it'll be busy. Uh, hopefully it keeps my mind off of the, everything going on, just kind of knowing I got to go out there and, and do my best and, and try to go win. So uh, I think it's going to be a great weekend, and hopefully uh, a lot of people can be able to tune in on CBS Sports and be able to actually come out to the races and watch. It's going to be a great atmosphere. Now you do realize you're you're racing with the best, but do you realize Tony Stewart's out there? Don't get into his left rear quarter panel because you'll know what happens, kind of deal. You know the helmet throwing, so you just know all that good stuff, right? Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I, I always say when, once you you get a little timid, maybe outside, but once you get in the race car, everyone's they got the steering wheel, the helmets, they all look the same. So you go out there, you got one goal. Oh, absolutely. You got to love it. But, you know, congratulations on that deal because that's such a huge uh, deal. You know, we saw them race. I went to Eldor and watched them race last year on dirt, and it really does pack the stands. It really shocked me, uh, to be honest. Nashville last year, I saw the videos. Tons of people, I believe 18,000 or so, you and your dad and I talked about. It was, it was just loaded packed. So that's pretty cool to see. So now we'll ask you this before we wrap up what is your future goals i know you're racing with rack uh competing with rackley motorsports now they are becoming a huge huge organization with willie and the gang down there that is so awesome that you're a part of that organization in the super late model um so what is your future goals for cole williams yeah i think people always ask me that i mean i, I want to race 
Um, that's what I, I don't know any better. That's all I ever wanted to do. I tell people all the time. I go to a weekend and we have hectic weeks, and I say I could honestly, I could do this every day if I if I had the chance to. I mean, you you see Kyle Arson and them, and you got some of these dirt guys. They do it all the time, and I mean, I, it's addicting. It's it's fun. So I don't know. Um, you know how racing is. The the path could always change at any minute. Um, an opportunity. I've had phone calls last year, just for example. Working uh, on a Saturday at selling insurance, and I get a phone call at noon to go run ARCA at, at Toledo. So um, you just never know what kind of opportunities can be out there. Um, you just go out there. I just always shoot for the goal to try to do my best. Um, of course, uh, you always say the wins will speak for itself. Um, not always true, but you go out there and you just do your best. Um, have fun. That's, that's what we're out there to do is to, to have fun, to love what I'm doing. So, I don't know. Love uh, being with Rackley War. Willie and them, they're a great organization. Um, Curtis with Rackley, actually. Um, they, they both are great owners, um, great people to work with. Um, the whole team has been tremendous time. I've had a tremendous time with them. Um, it was learning every day. People ask me um, how much it helps being with them. I mean, the things I'm learning with them is just amazing. I've, I've changed from the driver I was at the beginning of last year to the beginning of this year is just completely different just from the data and the information, the driver coaching and stuff like that. You, you never know you need that coaching and learning until, until someone comes up and shows you all this stuff. So it definitely helps. Um, so we'll see where it goes. I, I always say I take it one day at a time, and um, that's what I'm going to continue doing. All right, last question of the day here. I always like to give the drivers the opportunity to recognize their sponsors if they want to. Uh, or what would you like to say to your fans and friends and family, and who would you like to thank? Because uh, you couldn't have got here alone, obviously. And that's what I love about the racer story in the background. That's why we do these podcasts. Uh, so who would you like to thank, uh, if anybody? Yeah, for sure. Uh, I got to thank the good Lord above first, um, first and foremost. Without him, none of this would be possible. Um, course my family my mom and dad sacrificed a lot of time um, throughout the years that helped me out um, and there's a lot of family um, friends that sacrificed time to, to come out and help me so without them it wouldn't be possible of course the fans some um, huge support group I um, always like to see them out there and just kind of uh, just a teaser I am going to have uh, people keep asking me when am I going to have t-shirts when am I going to have t-shirts um, we're actually in development um, soon we're finishing up the artwork and stuff so we'll be releasing t-shirts soon um, so for all fans, friends, family out there, um, be on the lookout because they'll be coming soon. But, um, of course, sponsors. Um, Rackley War has been a, a big supporter. The team's been great to work with. Um, Bordeaux Metals has been a huge supporter in the last few years since I started at Nashville. They keep coming on more and more each year. Um, so it, it keeps helping me um, go out and try to pursue what I, what I want with racing and try to progress my racing career. But Rackley Griffin, um, of course, with Rackley, they've been a great support group with us this year. Um, Napa Auto Parts out in Wyoming. Um, they're actually friends we met through racing, helping with their racing and stuff like that on their cars. Um, and Glenn Tilton's been great to, to work with. Um, he's been here and there. A, he, he started out as just like a small thank you of like the help, and he's just continued, just likes what we're doing, and um, great group to, to work with. So they, they keep supporting us. Can't thank them enough. Um, but um, actually a newer sponsor the last few years, Jeff Haley Construction. Um, Jeff Haley actually came to Salem Speedway last week for his first time. Um, introduced him to Salem. He absolutely loved it. He said it's one of his top two racetracks he's ever went to. He said he'd probably come back. I'm trying to talk him um, to actually come to the Halloween 200 this year. So I tell him that's a marquee event you got to come to. So um, he's, he's been a tremendous help. Um, great to, to work with. Um, so can't thank him enough for, for that. Um, but of course, Rush, Rush Trucking's been with us um, the last couple of years. 
um, Chevy's been a, a supporter. Um, and there's just a lot of people that just kind of helps us um, they get this program to go in. Um, so I can't thank them enough. And um, we'll just we'll keep going and see what we can do. All right, Co. We really appreciate you for coming on today. It's it's been great getting to know your backstory, of course. And I, I know I speak for a lot of these fans out here, drivers crew, with the respect they have to you. Uh, but we wish you the best of luck in your future, and it's going to be a bright one. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Thank you again to Co. Williams. Always great to see that young man being on the show today. We really appreciate it and wish him the best of luck in the future. Now, race fans, as we do every week, it's time to take a look at the upcoming schedule for this weekend, May 13th, 14th, and 15th. Let's kick it off in a huge way. as It is the opener for Mount Lawn Speedway in Newcastle, Indiana on Sunday. Of course, if you haven't heard, I will be the announcer this year in the 2022 season. Couldn't be more excited. Love going to that track, and I'll be calling the events very exciting. They will be having on tap the Modifieds, the Pro Compacts, Stock Compacts, and Crowns Vicks. A huge car count is expected that day. Racing set to begin at 6 p.m. Also, another track that I am on the call with this weekend is Salem Speedway. Going to be doing double duty. This Saturday, we present 80s night. So many cool things expected, including the MR Heating and Air Crown Vicks, Lucas Oil, Great American Stocks, the Wilcox Towing and Trucking Scrappers, which is going to be out in numbers, the Roadhouse Burnout Contest, 80s Costume Contest, and a huge after-party at the Shipwreck with a live band. You don't want to miss it. A lot of campers already on the grounds at Salem Speedway. It's going to be a great weekend of racing. Sports Drum Speedway is in action this Saturday with the Triple 25s for the ICA Dumpster Sportsman. Also on tap will be the Ford Oval, Ford 8 Powder Puff, and the Race 8 Front Wheel Drive Pro Oval. Now that's not all because earlier this week you may have saw they had a makeup race, I believe three of them or four, I believe, uh, from the prior week that they only got half of the show in. So they're going to be making up their features. Going to kick off at 6 p.m. with the makeup show. And then after that, of course, they'll go into that current program. So big night at Sports Drum Speedway this Saturday. The Indianapolis Speed Drum is competing this Saturday night again with a 50-lap main event for the late model figure eight. Also on tap, going to be the adult and junior fast carts in the 40-lap Marty Griffith Memorial for the Legend Series. Anderson Speedway will be open this Saturday night as well with the Thunder Cars, Late Models, Crown Vicks, Midwest Champ Carts, Front Wheel Drives, and Thunder Roadsters. This will be their spring championship, so make sure if you want to see some high-banked short track action, make sure you head over to Anderson Speedway. Now let's take a look at some of the dirt venues for this weekend coming up. Brownstown Speedway is hosting the 39th running of the Hoosier Dirt Classic. The division's competing, of course, in the Hoosier Dirt Classic will be the Super Late Models, but also on tap will be the Indiana Pro Late Models, Hornets Super Stocks, and Modifieds. Paragon Speedway will be having their Super Stock Special this coming up weekend. It will include Super Stocks, 410 Sprint Cars, which they've been averaging around 25 to 30, so it should be a good show. Steel Block Sprint Cars will be on hand as well. Pure Stocks, Modifieds, and Hornets. Big show at Paragon. Our friends down at Lake Cumberland Speedway, and God bless them, prayers to them. They got hit by a tornado earlier this week. They have a big show. Of course, if you follow their social media, which we, we want to let everyone know, please follow all of these racetrack social media. But they are not giving up. They're going to be running this weekend with the Ironman Super Late Models and Ironman Modifieds. Also on the car is going to be Hobby Stocks, Mini Stocks, and the Pro Late Models. 
We go up to Indiana again, right on the crest of the Ohio. That's going to be Lawrenceburg Speedway. They're having a regular show this weekend with their sprint cars, pure stocks, modifieds, and hornets. We keep going. A lot of racing this weekend. Expect at Richmond Raceway in Richmond, Kentucky. will host the driver and crew fan appreciation. $25 pit passes on tap. On the card will be the pro late models, super stocks, hornets, and modifieds. Now let's take a look at some of the national touring series. The XRSS Series is having a huge show at the dirt track at Charlotte with a huge pay week, should say. $25,000 to win on the 11th, 12th, and 13th, and then on the 14th, which is Saturday, a $50,000 payday. One driver who could rack them all up, it's possible anything is, could walk away with $125,000 just in the winner's purse. That's pretty remarkable. The Mars Super Late Model Series will be in action on May the 13th at the Farmer City Raceway for a $15,000 to win payday. And then they will make their way to Fairbury, which is one on my bucket list, on Saturday for a $30,000 to win event. The NASCAR Cup Series heads to Kansas Speedway this weekend to hold the Advent Health 400 at 3 p.m. on Sunday. Saturday, the Camping World Truck Series will take stage at 8 p.m. All right, race fans and drivers, crews, everyone who is listening and tuned into the Wild Well Throwdown, we've reached the end of another great episode. Once again, as always, I would like to thank Co Williams, my special guest on the show today, for all of his help and knowledge of the racing series. I want to thank all the production staff at Dirt 2 Media for their work as well. We couldn't be here without them. And, of course, as always, race fans, drivers, and crews, please remember to always support your local short track. Until next time, I'm Will Greenwell, and I will see you around the turn.